In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Psalm 14, verses 1 through 7, where I'll ask the question, why does the fool say there is no God? Psalm 14, verses 1 through 7 says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Have they no knowledge? All the evildoers who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord? There they are in great terror, for God is with the generation of the righteous. You would shame the plans of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice, let Israel be glad. David's psalm operates from this perspective. Only a fool would say that there is no God. He operates from this position that anyone who would deny the reality of the creator is somebody who is inviting destruction upon themselves. It's somebody who is ignoring the reality, the clear revelation of nature in addition to the special revelation of God, of his own might and characteristics here in the world, David says that the fool will say that there is no God and that every single one of us, everyone has a tendency towards this position. Every single one of us has this tendency to say there really isn't any God, there really isn't any standard for the way that we ought to live. There is nothing out there except oblivion. But David points out that it's only a fool who says this. So here are three thoughts from Psalm 14, verses 1 through 7, explaining why the fool says there is no God. Thought number one, corruption. The fool says there is no God because they are corrupt. They are innately corrupt, and this is something that we have discovered as we've read through the Bible together, that because of sin, even that initial sin by Adam and Eve in the garden, all of humanity is corrupt. And David reflects that. He says that we are all corrupt, that there is no one who does good, no one, no one at all, that there's no one who seeks after God, no one, no one at all. And the reason for that is simple. It's because we are innately corrupt because we all follow after our federal head, Adam. Praise be to God that he has given us another head. He has given us another one to emulate. He has given us Christ. And in Christ, our nature is changed from that of following Adam to that of following Jesus. Thought number two, ignorance. David says that the fool says in his heart there is no God because he is ignorant of the reality of the situation. They do not know, they do not realize, they do not understand that there is a greater reality beyond our own sensory experience. And because so many of us will never have an experience of God that we can't dismiss as some other thing taking place, many of us will remain in our ignorance. Many of us will ignorantly say that there is no God simply because we have not experienced him sensually with our eyes and our ears and our mouths. And it's this ignorance that David points out, that we don't know God because we don't look for him because we don't recognize the evidence of his having been there. And because of all this, we foolishly claim that he is not there. Well, 
the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And this is ultimately going to lead to his destruction. Thought number three, arrogance. When you decide that there is no God, and this is a definitive statement that you're making, you are making an arrogant claim. You are saying that in all of the planes of existence that could possibly exist, that there is no almighty creator who is over and above them all. You're discounting the possibility of this grand being existing. And that is just fundamentally arrogant. It's saying that you know all the things that do and do not exist within creation. And I don't know a whole lot of people who can argue for that in any definitive fashion whatsoever, because it's an innately arrogant argument rested on the belief that my experience of things is the ultimate arbiter of whether or not they are actual. And I don't think that we can do that because our sensory perceptions are flawed. And after all, I have experienced many things in my life that I found out later weren't there. I was just trying to make sense of the situation. Or I thought I felt something that I didn't actually feel. Or I thought I saw something that I didn't actually see. So we need to approach the question of the existence of God with at least a little bit of humility, recognizing that we do not and cannot know all things. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. And it's ultimately because they have rejected the idea of anyone or anything having authority over them. But ultimately, God will demonstrate that authority in the consummation. These three thoughts come to you from the assigned reading of Psalms 12 through 14. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.